O. Let's go. Andrew Cuomo makes a very <laughs> special appearance. In fact, many appearances. <laughs> he's uh, the star of the show today. Yeah, I he's think. the star of the show. Yeah, so you don't want to miss our Andrew Cuomo update, which is always fun. Uh, we also talked to you uh, and and took phone calls today about what it is that you are experiencing, feeling, seeing. What were your thoughts on CPAC? We had our thoughts. We shared our thoughts on CPAC. Also, the new ESG standards. If you don't know what that is, you need to, and you'll hear about it on today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and rate and review if you don't mind. Also, click over to Stu Does America and subscribe to that podcast as well. It's a fabulous podcast hosted by me today with special guest Megan Kelly to talk about Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> hey! <laughs> should we begin i'm thinking it's monday let's start with dessert we could all be dead by the end of the show so let's start with dessert i think we should start with andrew cuomo no shut up i I know shut up it's shocking it is that i would want to start there right but i do because this is just so Stu came in the first thing he said to me was do you think andrew cuomo's gonna go down because of this like no go down don't talk about those things eh?" Trying to cause trouble around here. (laughs) And this is the thing. Like, I can't believe that this guy is actually going to be held responsible for anything he's ever done. It's never happened to him in his entire life. So I don't know. Is this the first time? Maybe it is. It does feel like we Mm. keep getting closer and closer to this. And he deserves every little bit of it. You know, I think a lot of people are saying, um... Look, I've read the reports from now his second accuser, and I look, they he's really creepy. However, is it worse than him killing 5,000 people in nursing homes? Maybe let me not. ask you a question. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me ask you a question, mister. I'm so fancy. Yeah. Did you did you not just say it feels like we're getting closer? Feels like we're getting closer. Mm-hmm. That's all that I was saying. Have a little bit of sausage, and let's get a little closer. <laughs> right. Is that so, I, <laughs> so I wanted to lick, I told her, I want to lick a little Cool Whip off your bazoombas. <laughs> What's the problem? I didn't have a bowl. I love Cool Whip. She had a place to put my Cool Whip. I could have licked it off the table. But she happened to be there with giant bazoombas. <laughs> I mean, it's not that he said anything wrong. Well, I mean, he's known for his subtlety. And he that really is, is the Andrew Cuomo way. Listen, all I said was give me Horatio. <laughs> it was Horatio Sanchez. That's all I was. That's all I was saying. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to hear that report out by the end of the week, frankly, the way this is going. Look, <laughs> all I'm saying is a lot of people don't know this about me, but I am a part-time carpenter. So when I looked at her, I was thinking carpentry when I said, 
I'd like to nail that. <laughs> most of this is in the New York Times report on the incident. Most of this is in there. I mean, he really is almost that uh, obvious, obvious and crude. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know how subtle you think this is, but this is from the New York Times report. He asked me, this is, by the way, uh, talking about one of the one of his aides, 25 years old. He's 63. Uh, and so he had, she had just turned 25. So she's you know, 24 plus. <laughs> just right. turned 25. Just, uh, just turned 25. Uh, she said, Mr. Cuomo uh, asked her about her feelings about age differences in relationships. Just a random topic that came That's up. That's all I, as the governor, <laughs> I've got to ask these things. It hurts me deeply. Every time I think it, I think yeah, I got to go deeper and probe deeper and deeper. No. And I feel bad. <laughs> Uh, how old are you? <laughs> how do you feel about a relationship with, say, somebody uh, 64? <laughs> Just pulling that number out of the air. <laughs> By the way, she'll have the sausage. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, he said that uh, Cuomo said to the 25-year-old, you know, age doesn't matter. Uh, and this is a she took cont- contemporaneous notes, if you remember that uh, uh, situation. Um, he asked me if I believed uh, age made a difference in relationships. And he also asked me in the same conversation if I've ever been with an older man. <laughs> this is so subtle. How did she pick this up? I don't know. How did she pick it up? <laughs> no, no. It's like a women, mirage. they see things <laughs> everywhere. I mean, I love women. I don't love, love. I mean, I love. I look. Sausage. I love sauce. I don't. Well, I don't love sauce. Women and I. <laughs> this is an incredible example of women's intuition because I don't know no. how. Now hold, because no. it gets worse than this here. Okay. At one juncture, Ms. Bennett said, the governor also noted that he felt he's fine with anyone above the age of twenty-two. At a point. That had just come up after they talked about her 25th birthday. But she's 25. <laughs> right. He's, He's fine with it. That's the subtlety. He could have said, I like women who just had their 25th birthday. <laughs> he could have said Named, that. What's your name again? <laughs> Named. Uh, come on. Give me your name. Give me your name. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that would have been obvious. Yeah. He, she was so subtle. Uh, do we have him, though? That might be a hard, fast rule. That might have been a coincidence. Do we? Let's play fair. Do we have him saying, uh, how old are you? Because I'm fine with anybody, uh, you're 15 under, uh, over 12. I'm fine. <laughs> Do we have that? No, we don't have that. He was basically doing like Mad Libs where he'd be like, what's your birthday? And he writes down 25. Like, I'm fine with anyone above 25. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so bad. So he, uh, 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 this isn't just ends with the, uh, the, the, uh, the, the odd, uncomfortable conversation. This ends with... Her reporting this to her superiors and her being a tra- transported to outer Siberia of the capital all the way on the other side of the building. I don't ever want to see her again. Yeah. <laughs> she said, no, she that's said no. not right. She's out. She's out. <laughs> Can we kill her? No. All right. Can we make her uncomfortable? Put her in an igloo someplace. All right, good. Upstate New York she goes. I've changed my policy. Now only people under 22. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's coming. Uh, but yeah, she got. She not only got transferred to another job on the other side of the building so they could 
you know, so basically she could be safe around this guy. Uh, then uh, she wound up having to resign. She lost her job. I mean, she quit because she was so she felt so uncomfortable. And you can go through this again. Obviously, he he's has the you know the presumption of innocence not from me but from other people uh, and, <laughs> uh, but he uh he basically at this point you would dress as a woman just get up there and send it to report get it on tape mm-hmm. you like me don't you you tell you do you do uh but he uh he released a statement yesterday yeah glenn about this uh and then he released a, uh, that one didn't go over so well uh so <laughs> He released another statement. Really? Yeah. And then that second statement didn't go over so well. Really? So he released a third statement. The third statement. Third statement. And then that third statement (laughs) didn't go over so well. So he released a fourth statement. Four statements in a day. That's not the way you act if these things aren't true. It's not like, you know, he's sitting in the office. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What I meant to say was, (laughs) did you see how she was dressed? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Not that statement. What I meant to say was, she wanted it. You know what I'm saying? She wanted it. (laughs) I would not be surprised to see that come up. I mean, the last time he made a statement about this from the first accuser last week, he said uh, something to the effect of like, uh, you can attribute this statement to any one of these four people. And he lists four people, and it just says, like, that conversation never took place. Well, what do you mean I can attribute it? Did they say it? Did any of these people actually say this thing you put in quotes? What do you mean I can attribute it to four different people? Did they say it in unison? Did they say it like you come around the corner in The Shining and there's the two and they're all standing there dressed the same and they're all saying the same thing? He molested me. <laughs> wait, 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 I don't understand this. He's just, he's trying to do what he always does, which is bully people and insult people and terrify people and say he's going to ruin their career the same way he handled the COVID thing. And of course, like killing multiple thousands of people is even worse than being terrible to all I was doing. (laughs) I was I'm only killing the old people because I date uh, women who are over 22 and anything older than 65. (laughs) They got to go. You know what I'm saying? It's common sense. It is in his brain. Uh, but I think, t- truthfully, the media had this idea uh, and promoted this idea that this this guy was a superhero when it comes to, you know, the pandemic. And at the end of the day, they can't admit that mistake. They've, they're too far down that road. This is, John Ziegler's talked about this before multiple times with us. Like, the bigger the mistake, the harder it is to admit that you were wrong. So, it, it, you know... It, in a way, it's like it, there's a paradox there where like it actually should be easier to to reverse a bad mistake because it was so damaging. But it actually is harder to do for these people. And the media has come out and said this guy was a genius. He was saving lives. They were so wrong on that. This is giving them the, the alter- ter- alternative <clears throat> path to yeah. get him out of there. And well, punish I him mean, for it's first. not. I mean, it's not that hard. Let me just mm-hmm. let me just give you the uh, the story. Uh, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo faces mounting sexual misconduct allegations uh, from two female aides. A video now has emerged on social media showing the Democratic governor questionably pressuring a female reporter. 
The video shows the Democratic governor at the 2016 New York State Fair challenging Channel 9's uh, Beth Sufalo uh, to eat an entire sausage. Yes. Yes, it does. I want to see you eat the whole sausage. <laughs> that is a Cuomo quote. can wait, wait. be heard telling her <laughs> as her daughter sits quietly next to him. Oh, yeah. I got your daughter. You're going to eat that whole sausage. Now, former aide to Cuomo could be seen uh, handing her a sandwich. I don't know if I should eat the whole sausage in front of you, but I will I will eat it. Ah, there's too much sausage in that picture, he says. It's a good quote to have Whoa. on your resume. Uh, yeah, no, it, he, it, have you seen this video yet? I don't think we have it. Uh, it. It is out there. Maybe we can get it by the end of the show. But there's a, uh, I mean, she. he basically yells across the room at this reporter, hey, I want to see you eat the whole sausage. And again, she's like a young, attractive reporter. And then he gets her to come over and sit next to her. And he's like, this is my daughter. <laughs> no, is that what he says? He does actually says, introduce her at one point. Because <laughs> it says her daughter. Let's see. Uh, can be heard telling. Uh, oh, as his daughter. No. As his daughter, mm-hmm. Michaela, sits quietly next to him. Right. He introduces the reporter to his daughter, which is really uh, okay. awkward. But I guess at some point they have to meet. I mean, uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is who daddy's going to be having sex with later. Yeah. Here's my daughter. She's she's 12 years older than you. Because, uh, oh, like, I mean, it, it's a uh, it's a creepy it's a creepy situation. He, and I think legitimately he's in trouble here. As these things unfold, we see a pretty clear pattern. Some one person comes out, talks about something like this. It's it's, you know, he brushed it off. He said it wasn't true. The second one. Now he's saying, oh, I, I have made the fourth statement that he made yesterday mm-hmm. included phrasing like, look, I have had conversations that may have been misinterpreted and I apologize. I now see that those made people feel uncomfortable, that whole shtick. But a couple more of his aides that come out and say, look, he was doing this to me, too. And he's in. Again, he's toast. Well, <clears throat> CNN luckily has not been covering this. Not, no. Very little coverage from CNN. What a surprise. Ah, bada bing. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Let me go to Dennis on line one in Florida. Hello, Dennis. Good morning, Glenn. How are you, sir? Good. Um, I admire your and your crew, your intellectual property, the depth of your intellectual property. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting. I thought that was a setup. All right, go ahead. Yeah, but about it. (laughs) You've got, you guys have concrete property, which is your microphone and all your equipment. And your building and all that stuff, but your intellectual property is what's in your brain, mm-hmm. and no one can take away that. But serious question: Am I speaking with a fellow domestic terrorist? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Mm. Yeah. Okay. There was an article by Fox on Friday, and I've I've got notes from it here. Um, there were 280 Trump supporters arrested. Um, some of the Trump supporters were planning to blow up the Capitol, and all of the Trump supporters are labeled as domestic terrorists, 
and these Trump supporters are going to be routed out. It's terrible. How can how can a even Fox write an article like that? Well, I will tell you, this comes from the acting chief of Capitol Police. Can we play uh, her comment on this that also came out Friday? Listen. We know that members of the militia groups that were present on January 6th have stated their desires that they want to blow up the Capitol and kill as many members as possible uh, with a direct nexus to the State of the Union, which we know that date has not been identified. So based on that information, uh-huh. we think that it's prudent that Capitol Police maintain its enhanced and robust security posture until we address those vulnerabilities going forward. Now, I appreciate that, you know, the FBI didn't come out and say this. Department of Homeland Security didn't come out and say this, that this was the acting chief of police, not for D.C., but for the Capitol Police, uh, because it carries so much credibility. Um, Where is that story anywhere? Where, where, why are we not hearing this from the FBI? Why are we not getting confirmation from the DHS? They have said there's no credible threat. Now, why is the chief, uh, the acting chief of police for the Capitol Police, why are they, why is she saying this? I think because of what you were calling about, they could call us terrorists. I, I want to make this really clear. I thought what happened on January 6th was a nightmare. I thought it was an abomination. I thought it was out of control. I didn't support it in any way, shape, or form. I don't know people who supported it in in what happened. It was awful, awful. Uh, It also has done this, created this kind of atmosphere where they can get away with saying anything about us. We can never be those people. In fact, I'm going to go on record and say we're so not those people that if we heard that there was a credible threat, we knew somebody was doing that. We would turn them in. Let us know, please, FBI, DHS and this administration. What are the facts? I'd like to know who is plotting this, because I think there's a lot of Americans that can help you out if true. If you are ready for some really great news, keep listening. Built Bar is back, and it is unbelievable. If you've been listening to my show this year, I love Built Bars. Uh, It's an all-American story. This is a client I asked to be on the show because I didn't listen to my wife again, and she's been telling me about it, but it has protein bar on it, and those always taste like a doormat. This is unbelievable. The mint brownie flavor? Oh, yes, baby. It is life-changing. The new bars taste better than ever. In addition to the 12 original flavors, Built Bar just added cookies and cream, carrot cake, caramel brownie, lemon almond cheesecake, apple almond crisp. I mean, it's just, it's great. Built Bar, delicious, nutritious, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs, 100% real chocolate, and 100% really good. Plus, they've reset the code for this new launch right now go to builtbar.com use the promo code back get ten dollars off your first order promo code back builtbar.com the best of the glenn beck program let me go to patrick line 11 colorado hello patrick 
Hi, Glenn. Uh, something that I think you could do that would be helpful is try and teach people how to be a mentor. Um, I'm 34, and I can't tell you how many friends and cousins I have my age whose you know, baby boomer age parents have tried to have a political conversation with them. And I think that age, I'm not going to say that, it just, they end up talking down to their adult children, talking at them, getting frustrated, and it just ends up being an ineffective, frustrating conversation. And I just, I think it would be great if people could just learn how to really be a mentor because nothing matters now more than our children and adults reconnecting with America and just refalling in love with the country all over again. And, and being confident in why that is. And I think that genuine change inspired by a mentor, you know, a good mentor doesn't state things as fact. They just ask the right questions until their student realizes it on their own, you know, what they're trying to get at. And that kind of change will win the day over the indoctrination that we've had, you know, substanceless indoctrination of the last 40 years. When I look at how much effort it's taken them to accomplish their progressive agenda, they have to take over the schools, the media, Hollywood. It takes so much effort. And you recommended a book, The 5,000-Year Leap. It's an amazing book. And I think, and I know this won't happen, but if all of, if, if Americans, if the majority of Americans invested six hours into reading that book, I think it would crush the progressive Marxist social oh, agenda. It would. And like I said, I, I know that's not going to happen, but that reveals to me how fragile their world is that they've built and how winnable this fight is, Glenn. Look, it's why you don't have to silence um, people if you're on the winning side with science and, and everything else. You don't need to silence people. You don't need to round them up. You don't need to re-educate. It will just dawn on them that that's the right thing to do. People will see that's the one that really makes sense and more people are benefiting from it. And I want to be a part of it. You only have to indoctrinate when things are not self-evident and everything that they're pushing that racism is bad unless it's against white people. Uh, then it's good. And the only way to stop racism is to be anti-racist, which is to be racist against white people. And there is no forgiveness for the white people because they're born with that, born that way. Well, all kinds of questions start to come up like, OK, so th- there's no forgiveness. What if I did something that I now really abhor myself do, do I get forgiven? Well, it depends. Where are you now? Do you believe what I believe or do you believe something else? Because if you believe what I believe, then there is redemption, but not total redemption. I can withdraw that redemption at any time. It all falls apart. And, you know, anyone who tells you not to read, not to listen, not to question, those are the people you should run from. And that's exactly what we have going on right now. People who are hiding information, pointing the finger and calling people names cannot really sit down and argue the point on whatever crazy idea they have today that men and women are different, but they're not different. 
I mean, yes, they are very different because it, the world would be a much better place if we had a whole bunch of women in uh, our our uh, board of directors rooms. So they're very, very different. But they're not different at all. Don't tell don't tell me that a man is different from a woman. A woman can do whatever a man can do. Well, so then what can a man do? Is a man different? Does he have special qualities? Because women do. You just said it. So do men have special qualities or are they just all Neanderthal thugs? It all falls apart when you know how to critically think and people don't know how to critically think. Um, I will tell you, that is the main project that we're working on at uh, Mercury One. Uh, we have, in fact, we're doing our first class. I was going to uh, air it uh, live, but we're going to. We're going to wait uh, because we're not sure we have this one exactly right. But I think we have 500 people. We're in Texas, man. Get over yourself. We have 500 people coming um, to spend about three days with us. And the first thing we do is we just ask questions. No judgment. Just ask questions. What is it that you know? What is it you know to be true? Why do you know it to be true? How did you arrive there? What are your sources? And uh, you have to first get into a position to be able to learn, to be humble enough to say, I'm not sure of anything <laughs> today. I'm not sure of anything. And I think there's half the country that is saying that right now. I'm not sure of anything anymore. That's by design. But they think that everyone's just going to go along with what the new thing is. Well, you can't prove that to me. You, that has that's never worked ever anywhere in the world. So, no, I'm not going down there. I'm looking for truth. I'm looking for truth and I'm looking for true messengers who will tell me the truth. So we are working on that. I hope that helps. We also uh, are. I'm thinking about writing more of the control books. They were the little books, pocket books that, you know, control over guns. Uh, control over our educational system. I'm thinking about writing more of those that are short, that are just providing all of the facts and all of everything you need to know about that argument. So you can make that argument and have it in a handy place to where you could keep it in your back pocket if you wanted to. Na, na, na.